Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. I'm so happy we're here. Welcome back. Oh my God. It's felt like forever. It has been. It has been. (laughs) been I still have one kid at home one last day. What? Yeah. My son doesn't go back to school till Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And we didn't get in from Hawaii until last night, 1 a.m. Crazy. So hopefully I could get it together today. And thank God you're doing the case. What's your case on today? My case is the case of Kara Kopetsky, a girl who disappeared. It's kind of a sad one. Oh, real sorry. It's okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Before we get into the sad case of Kara, I have the cleaning people over today. Gretchen does not like to watch people clean. No. I was supposed to babysit her kid while she was gone, and I ditched him. (laughs) I was like, you're on your own, kid. She ran upstairs because she's like, I can't watch people clean. I mean. I can't. Gives me anxiety. She could help. (laughs) Yeah, usually I do. When I come over here, I always pick up shit around your house. (laughs) Okay, you guys. So I didn't get a chance to give Gretchen her present for Christmas before because I got the flu and it was real bad. Yeah, and so we were supposed bad. to Which record. Which is why this podcast is a day late. Yes, because we were supposed to record before I went on my trips and your trip to Tennessee. We didn't. So I'm going to give her her present now. Here you go, Gretchy. Okay. It is a personal planner book, which you know, I actually bought myself one, but oh. not as cool as this. Oh no. <laughs> this one is a planner that says, I don't like morning people or mornings or people. <laughs> Suits me. I thought it was very fitting for you, Gretchen. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm always so daisy, glory, morning person when I come over here. Oh my God. She had to have another coffee. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay. And now I'm opening a box. It is a bag. <laughs> a blue and white bag, Tab. This is really exciting. It's not just a bag. It's not? No. It's a bag that you secretly put wine into, and you see the little flap in the front? It has a little, uh, in the very front, turn around. Oh! There's a little spout right there. Okay. And you could pour your wine right out of your bag. Oh, thank you. How thoughtful. (laughs) I could have used this at the Dollywood. Well, that's why I bought it for you, for Dollywood. But I didn't get to see you (laughs) beforehand, so you didn't get it. But I'm sure you'll take good use to it lots of times. I will definitely make good use of it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Listen, Dollywood delivered, but that is the one thing it was lacking was the the no alcohol. I know. And I thought that would have been so awesome. I know. Listen, I had a real good time in Tennessee. 
except yeah. they can keep their friggin' crazy ass storms. I don't need any of those. Oh yeah. Anymore. Don't know how you people deal with that. Freaking bananas. Thought I was going to die for sure. Can't imagine. No. If I was, I mean, it's like the weather warning came up on my phone. Like if you're driving, pull over. Oh God. Yeah. Scary. Your moonshine. Not a fan. Not a huge fan. Did you have some? Well, I went to, yeah, I did. Actually, I shouldn't say that about all the moonshine, but I went to the um, old Forge distillery and did a little tasting. Mm-hmm. They had one. They had some cream ones, doesn't that sounds it? sounds good. Okay. They had some cream ones. Okay. Okay. So I did the tasting and they had a watermelon one. That sounds even better. It was not good. No. It was so bad. I literally thought I was going to like, like gag right there. And in fact, there was an older lady next to me who did not keep her comments to herself. And she looked at the guy and said, well, I didn't care for that at all. And he said, <laughs> nobody does. That's why it's still on the shelves. No way. That's so funny. <laughs> and he's like pouring. Then right after watermelon, you get cinnamon one. This is like a trip back to high school. I can't. Fireball. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Gold slogger. Gold slogger. This is not. Where's I, somebody just give me a glass of wine? Por favor. I had a peanut butter shot in. Oh yeah, Hawaii. Had those. So good. So good. We should do those. We should definitely do those. Today we're drinking wine again. Yeah. But a good wine called Shadow Ranch. Yeah. Have you heard of it, Tab? I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really great. Yes, my sister sent us some. Um, it's yeah, my sister's that, winery in the Sierra foothills. Thanks, sister. Yeah, she's a fan of the podcast. Awesome. So yeah. I wanted to tell you, I was in Hawaii, and we were walking on the beach, and my stepdad and my son found an ID they did. and a credit card. Oh, okay. And I went shopping. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what'd you do with so, that? I, of course, found the lady's phone number and looked her up. She was from Colorado. She was. Yeah. Ghost Fort, Springs? Fort Collins. Fort Collins. Okay. Is that a Colorado city? Yes, it is. Yes, that's where she was from. She was a realtor. Name is Jody. Shout out to her. She tried to give me some money to buy a drink. And I said, no, just my husband's like, no, no, no. Just uh, check out our podcast. <laughs> So, <laughs> she's probably listening. Oh, good. She actually said somebody in her office listens to us. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I got Jody back her ID and credit card, and I didn't buy any Louis Vuitton on it. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> I would have let her buy me a cocktail, though. You would have? Yeah, sure. Just a I would have had a cocktail with her. Yeah, sure. But not just give me money. I would have sat no, down with her. No, not give me money. No, no, no. That's dumb. Yeah. And then I was getting chairs at one point. You know, you have to stand in line for some beach chairs. Uh-huh. There was this mom and this daughter. I had to tell you this story because it drove me freaking bananas. This girl was 13 years old, complaining the entire time about how she had to leave a party she was going to go to, to go to Hawaii with her oh, family. Rough life. And... They had just already gone to the same hotel last year. So she was like, why do we have to come to this hotel again? Yeah. I wanted to punch her in the face. Oh, yeah. Listen, 
my kids were like, when we went to, we went to Dollywood two days, the second day they were like, we have to go back to Dollywood again. I was like, what is wrong with you children? I don't know. And then the the girl walked away and the mom was like, oh, teenagers. It's like, please do not tell me that's going to happen in three years. No. I feel like if your kid doesn't want to go to Hawaii because they just went last year, maybe you need to really show them what life is like. Are you ready to tell us what you got? I'm ready. All right. I'm listening. Okay, today I'm going to tell you about some girls gone missing out of Cass County area in Missouri. I got the suggestion from a listener, Alana Kuntz. Kuntz? <laughs> I hope it's not Kuntz. Sorry about that, Alana. <laughs> oh my God. Kuntz? I almost <laughs> spilled my wine out of my mouth. I'm sure it's Kuntz. <laughs> okay, anyways, thank you, Alana. Alana, thank you so much. Okay. It all started out in Belton, Missouri in spring 2007, where Kara, spelled K-A-R-A. I thought it was Tara. Kara. Oh, Kara. That's my middle name. Yes, I know it is your middle name. But I was saying Kara. And it's spelled the same way. Usually Kara's are C-A-R-A. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. So Kara Kapetsky was last seen on her school surveillance camera leaving to skip class and was never seen again. How old is she? She was 17. She was a junior in high school. Okay. She was really cute, bright, outgoing. She had this giant smile that reminds me of son, my sons. It's like that kind of smile like Julia Roberts, you know, where it like oh, takes I love over it. like their whole face. Can I just tell you really quick? Mm-hmm. In honor of you, I watched Steel Magnolias last night on the plane. Oh. Because Dolly was in it. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. May 4th started off like any other day. Kara walked to school in the morning. She liked to walk to school in the morning so she could smoke a cigarette. Naughty. I know. Well, she was a little rebellious like that. She liked to smoke and she frequently skipped school. But, you know, the thing about this girl as I read about her, is that she reminds me of myself a lot at that age. I didn't smoke because I have the asthma, but I too frequently skipped school. But just like Kara, I was very responsible when I knew I had to be. I would skip class most days, but I always made it to work. Mm -hmm. And Kara always made it to her job at Popeye's Chicken. Yeah, because that's where you get the money. That's where you get the money. So you can do fun stuff while you're skipping class, right? Yeah. So that morning, she called her mom from school and asked her to drop off a textbook she had forgotten at the school office and to wash her Popeye's uniform for her, which she did. And then she left for Kara in her room. That afternoon, Kara's stepdad came home and typically Kara would be there. By then, but she wasn't this day. So he called her, but she didn't answer. He thought she might have lost her phone or got it taken away for texting in class or something. So he actually went to her school to look for her, but she wasn't there either. When she wasn't there, he went to her job at Popeye's where she was expected, but she hadn't shown up. After waiting around, knowing that Kara would never miss work, He went back home, and in her room, he saw Kara's cell phone charger, her iPod, and her clean uniform for work. 
But no cell phone. No cell phone. Okay. It was now around five o'clock and her mother was home from work too. And with no sign of Kara at this point, her parents were alarmed enough to call the police and report her missing. Yeah. Karen's parents have stated that they didn't feel the initial report was taken very seriously. But the thing is, is that they had plenty of reason to be worried this early on. I mean, I'm sure police were like not. They're like, okay, it's five o'clock. She got out of school at two. What's, you know, what's the big deal? But Kara had been involved in a toxic relationship with one Kyler Yust, who she met the year before when she was 16. Kyler, by the way, is spelled K-Y-L-R. No E-R? No E-R. That's weird. But I do like the name. Yeah, I like the name, but I don't like the spelling. Mm-mm, I don't like the spelling either. Okay. The year before when Kara and Kyler started seeing each other, her parents had noticed a change in her behavior and also bruises on her. And it scared them and they were worried for her. So you can imagine how relieved they were when she had finally broken things off with him a month before. Mm-hmm. Kara had even posted to her Facebook page that for the last nine months, she had dedicated her life to her boyfriend and neglected her family and friends, but it was time for her to let him go and grow on his own. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Kyler didn't really agree. It wasn't so much of a clean break. He showed up in the parking lot of her work and kidnapped her. Kara had to actually jump out of the vehicle to escape him. Dude. Yeah. How old was he? I think he was just two years older than her. Okay, that's not that old. That's not that old. So after this happened, her parents went with Kara to file a restraining order against Kyler just days prior to the last time she was seen. The order of protection says that he kidnapped her, choked her, and threatened her with a knife. I'm not sure if Kyler knew about this order at the time because Kara was supposed to go back to court about it before it was to be served, but she never got the chance. Okay, so Kara's mom went through her phone records and called everyone on it. Kyler was the last person she had talked to that morning, but he said he hadn't seen her that day. When investigators got around to going through the school video footage of where she was last seen, they questioned those students who had all said that she told them she was planning on skipping school, and she asked them if she wanted to hang out. One student specifically recalls her asking if he would come and hang out with her and Kyler. Oh. Okay, so, I mean, what this all tells me is that she was not planning on running away. This should have been pretty clear to investigators. No, she was just planning on going to hang out and not go to school that day. Yeah. And with Kyler, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and with Kyler. Right. Okay. So now, hours have turned into days. The police have started, at this point, taking it more seriously. And what they were saying back then was basically everyone that knows Kara is essentially a suspect. So they had to start by eliminating people. The most logical people to eliminate are... Kyler and Kara's stepdad. So both were given polygraphs and both passed. Both passed. Both passed. Yeah. 
which apparently goes a long way in Belton, Missouri. Okay. Okay. So under the circumstances being that she is last seen leaving a common area and there's no other clue as to where she went except to hang out with Kyler, but Kyler passed the polygraph and he says he hadn't seen her and they really don't have anything to disprove that. The case kind of went cold. Where was Kyler at the time? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know his car was seen in a specific area. Mm -hmm. And I know they didn't look there for a real long time. Okay. Okay. On top of all this, a devastating tornado hit the area at the time. And that became like the big news news story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Kara's family was at like a real loss. Until two months later, on June 2nd, 2007, another 17-year-old girl named Kelsey Smith went missing from a Target parking lot about 15 miles from Belton. Pretty immediately, people started thinking the two cases must be related. They were so similar in build and both around the same age and so close in location. Mm-hmm. This time, police had more information to go on from the Target store surveillance cameras. While Kelsey was inside the store, there was this guy kind of following her around the store, but not too close to her. Like, she probably didn't even notice that she was being followed. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're, like, on the phone or doing whatever, you're not even paying attention. Yeah, you're not even paying attention. Around you. And then in the parking lot footage, It's blurry, but you can see she had a struggle with this guy. And he forced her into her car, and then he was seen driving off of her. In her own car. Yeah. And can you see the guy pretty clear on the surveillance, the target surveillance inside? Yeah. Yeah. Four days later, when Kelsey's cell phone pinged from around a lake very close to Kara's home, a massive search effort was made in the area, and they found the remains of a young girl. So both families waited in agony to find out whose daughter it was, and it ended up being Kelsey. Investigators were able to identify Kelsey's abductor through the video footage, and his fingerprints were found in her car. At his trial, he pled guilty and was sentenced to life. Despite the similarities, though, The abductor, Edwin Hall was his name, has never been linked to Kara's disappearance. At the sentencing, Kara's parents actually showed up to support Kelsey's family. Whoa, that's so crazy. Yeah. And this guy, just random attack, has not been known for anybody else? Right. Hmm. Okay, so Kara's parents, they're remarkable people. And let me tell you, I can't imagine living through the hell they have since May 4th, 2007. Over the years, they have had to deal with numerous cases of people saying that they cited Kara, only to get their hopes up and be disappointed. One of these calls was a girl that was definitely Kara's doppelganger who had been working at a grocery store an hour away from Belton. And another, years later, was a girl who looked very similar to Kara as well, who ended up in New York City with amnesia. And she was thought to possibly have been her too. I can't imagine what it's like to have to go on about your days and just not know. And 
imagine the worst and just hope for the best. Oh, you just, ne- I mean, you just, I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning. I think it's really hard. And you've seen it even with like Natalie Holloway's mom. Oh, yeah. She's been very public about it. But man, it's like you're yeah. never going to quit. No. Okay. So then in September 2016, another girl in the area went missing, and her name was Jessica Runyons. Did we say how big this town was? This town is 22,000 people, but it's outside of Kansas City. So it's like a small town, mm-hmm. but. Near a big city. Yeah. 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 That's like Calabasas, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like only not even probably 22,000, but you're in a city. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jessica was 21 years old and was last seen at a gathering with guess who? Kyler. Yeah. Motherfucker Kyler. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So in the nine years since Kara has been missing and her family has been living in hell, as it doesn't seem like the investigation into Kara's disappearance has gone anywhere, Kyler has gone about his life, passing time, building his criminal record for domestic abuse, drug trafficking, oh, and killing cats. No. Yes, everyone knows. Don't fuck with cats. Oh my God. Seriously. <gasps> if you haven't watched it, you need to watch that. And we're going to talk about that like on, on the bonus, bonus 100%. episode on Himalaya Plus if you want to check it out. Yeah. Kyler served three years in prison for it. For killing cats? Yeah. Well, on top of everything else. But yeah, that's the one that did him over. And who kills cats? Yeah. Psycho. Psychos. Okay. At his sentencing, the judge asked him if he had anything to say for himself. And he said, yeah, eat a steak for me. Eat a steak for me? Yeah. What a fucker. Yeah. Yeah. As it turns out over the years, he's also confessed to at least four people that went to the police that he had killed Kara. No way. Mm Mm-hmm. These people included a former girlfriend that he also abused, a former bandmate, a former roommate, and a friend named Kat Ferris, who gave an interview where she said Kyler was talented, charming, and violent. I mean, I'm just saying what they all were because they're all different. It's not like just ex-girlfriends or something. Yeah. It's like real people with real consciences came forward and I just, I don't get why that's not enough. I mean, we read people being charged on the basis of, like, why wouldn't they hook him up to a wire or something and get him to confess on tape? Because they need physical evidence. Yeah. So get these people to tell him where he, what he did with her. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I just, I feel like they, uh, these Belton police did a real disservice to her family, not sticking through with this. Okay, so Kyler had said things over the years like, I've seen girls turn purple and he liked to hear them scream. This blows my mind that it took another girl missing that was connected to him to get this investigation back on the radar. 
So when Jessica's mother started calling everyone on her daughter's phone, she learned of Kyler for the first time. She had never heard Jessica talk about him before, and she Googled his name, and the Kara Kopetsky case came up. And she decided immediately to reach out to Kara's mother, who, of course, was saddened by the news of another missing girl, but was willing to support her through having a missing child. So side note, I I don't know why Jessica never told her mother anything about him, but it does appear that she knew him for a while because there are screenshots on a Reddit thread that show Kyler's Facebook page, which is not up anymore, but he had one under the name Create Fate, like spelled all weird. Mm -hmm. And he posted, I miss your face. And Jessica wrote, we miss your face too. And the post is dated March 14th, 2016. All these people on Reddit are like, why would he have his Facebook under a weird name? And I'll tell you why, because his name was connected to Kara Kopetsky. So he wants to like meet girls on social media. And so he's not going to give them the correct spelling of his name. Right. Yeah. Plus, yeah, which is probably pretty easy because people are like, K-Y-L-E-R, not K-Y-L-R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so two days after Jessica went missing, her car was discovered burning up. The <laughs> same day her car was discovered, it turns out over in Henry County, Kyler and his half-brother, Jessup Carter, were pulled over along with Carter's girlfriend in the car on a routine traffic stop because they were swerving. But the vehicle... Jessup was driving, attempted to flee police and resist arrest. Mm. Mm-hmm. As a result, Jessup was brought in and he told police at the time Kyler was responsible for burning Jessica's car. At the time, Kyler had, and there's news footage of this too, Kyler had visible burns all over. So it's like pretty clear he was guilty. Yeah. Yeah, of the arson of her car. So he was arrested the next day and charged with just that arson. And why would he burn her car if he didn't do something with her? So at the time, the families of Kara and Jessica are at least happy he's being held on some kind of charge, right? So it was not until six months later when a man hunting mushrooms came across two skeletal remains in a wooded area, and they were able to identify them as Kara and Jessica. So he killed them and put them in the same the location. The same area. Yeah. So Kyler was then finally charged with the murder of these two girls. The spot where the remains were found is a spot where Kyler's truck was seen the day of Kara's disappearance. And he also had a friend that lived really close by. So, like, I don't understand why there wasn't, I mean, if he he's your number one suspect, like, why wasn't there a massive search effort everywhere where his car was seen? I also haven't seen anything about her cell phone. I couldn't find anything about that. If they tried to see where her cell Locate. phone pinged, where his cell phone pinged that day. It doesn't seem like they No, really... I feel like this yeah, she this family got a bad deal. Yeah. Okay. So this next part gets a little confusing, so try to follow me. Okay, so remember Jessup Carter, who is Kyler's half-brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
He was the one who was with them the day Jessica's car was being found burning up. Well, Jessup was awaiting charges while Jessup was awaiting charges for the traffic stop gone. He didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. He added some more charges for domestic abuse. After in April 2017, his girlfriend called the police because he was choking her. But he was out on bail for that. But he got put back in jail and was being held in on arson charges in 2018, not for the car, but for he had lit a home on fire and he admitted it to it to the firemen on the scene. That he lit the home on fire? Yeah, at the time he admitted it. He later like recanted this admission, but it's in the report that he was telling them that this is his domain and they needed to stop, you know, firefighting it. Okay. So these brothers, you know, they got a thing for beating women, burning shit up. Yeah. Yeah. And killing cats. Well, I don't know if Jessup killed cats. Okay. Okay. Well, he's in jail. Now he doesn't get out of jail, right? This time. Mm -hmm. Bail was probably real steep. Okay. So while he's in jail awaiting all of that, I imagine he's probably trying to work out some way to lighten his upcoming sentence. He agrees to testify against his half-brother at the upcoming murder trial. Because the police think that they need more on him. And so it's worth it to help out another dangerous abuser in the family. Like, what the fuck? Like, they need this guy to testify against his brother? Like, what about the other four people? Yeah. Like, why is he getting a deal? Just seems real crappy to me. Apparently, Jessup was going to testify that Kyler had confessed to him. But in September 2018, he committed suicide in jail. Oh. Before he had to testify against his brother? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So, side note, I went on his Facebook page, and he sadly apparently had a bunch of kids. Oh. I also think that Kyler, too, had kids. His girlfriend, who called the police on him for choking her, was seven and a half weeks pregnant with twins. But I don't know if she ended up, like, having the babies. Okay. Or not. It's just really... Sad. Okay, so as it stands now, we are in 2020, almost three years since Kyler was charged, and his attorneys have continued to get his trial delayed. It was originally set to begin in November 2019, which seems like a long time, but I guess it typically takes around two years to put a murder trial together. Kyler's father and grandfather have both publicly said they are disgusted and shamed by him. So I have no idea who is paying for these attorneys, but they have actually been working because they went to court and asked for a delay while Kyler's mental health was being treated. This issue was part of the holdup, but they say he is competent to stand trial now that he is getting anxiety and depression medication. So as of recently, as in early December, they have also asked for new DNA testing on the remains. What are we trying to say? I don't know. So stupid, right? 
which can take months to years, especially on Kara's remains since they are so old at this point. I don't know if this request was granted or not, though, because on December 19th, the judge set the date for jury selection for July 22nd, 2020. And that's a long time away. Yeah. They just so want to be push following. It. So I guess they can get that DNA testing and put a rush on it. Yeah. So pretty crazy, though, and that he put both of those girls' bodies in the same spot. But I imagine he's like, well, this one spot has worked for 10 years, so might as well put another one there. Yeah, for sure. So he is not even convicted yet. No, he's he's awaiting. waiting. He is awaiting. In jail. Not out on bail. No, he is not. I even checked the current inmate list at the Cass County Jail. And he's there. Yeah, he's there. I think he has like a million dollar bond this time. Wow. Well, hopefully he gets put away for... Convicted. Good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the police... So you can imagine they've gotten a lot of criticism. It's not just me (laughs) (laughs) for what has taken them so long. And their whole thing is they say, well, we just wanted the charges to stick. I mean, that's always their thing is that they need enough evidence and, and having a body. I just don't think they exhausted all of their resources to find that body. No. Yeah. Before. Obviously. Right. I think they could have found the body before number two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. So real sad. But the next case that I'm doing also involves lack of intelligent police officers. That is real unfortunate. I know. So I don't know if the police academy in the different counties are just bad. You know, maybe they all need to go to one central location to get trained. (laughs) (laughs) More like military boot camp or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, the next one that I'm looking up, same sort of deal. I mean, the only good part about this is, is that eventually they did find the remains. So I hope that that gave the family some peace. But you know what really sucks is that until this trial is over, the remains are evidence, right? So the parents don't even still get to like, you know, do whatever they oh, want to no do with way. them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Balls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, hopefully it gets over in July sometime or August, September, yeah. somewhere around there. Okay. We have a few shout outs to give. Okay. Oh, two things. We're going to give shout outs, but also if you guys want to check out our Himalaya Plus membership, it's $4.99 a month, and you get a lot of content and a lot of Gretchen and I giving you the deep dive Yeah, in the personal space. Oh, Um, I have one thing to say before we give those shout outs, though, because I have something to tell you about the F Cancer Run. Oh, yeah. February 22nd in Ventura that we're doing. Guess how many people have signed up? How many? None. (laughs) (laughs) You're lame. (laughs) Fucking none. What is up, people? 
<laughs> we thought you were our friends. No, one lovely listener. I don't know. I don't have her name in front of me right now, but I'm definitely going to be shouting the shit out of her. Signed up via, she lives in Kansas actually. And she's not going to be there just virtually, just oh, that's for nice. the love of. So you guys, we're going to do this answer. Well, you don't even have the like place where they go to sign up. So I posted it on our Facebook page. On the group. You need to pay, post it on the regular Facebook page. Okay. Well, I'll repost all of it. But all right. Come. If you're so, thinking about doing it. We're going to do a do run. It. February 22nd. If you want to do it with us, sign up. Okay. Gretchen will post it on her Facebook. And if you want to listen to us more, go to Himalaya, download that app. It's awesome. It's way better to listen on that app than any other one that I've found. And become our member. You get lots of bonus stuff. And if you love us, please give us a five-star on Apple Podcast. We really appreciate it. And here are some people that have given us some great reviews. Lindsay D38, she says the best. You guys are the best. Feels like we're listening to her girlfriends. Well, we are your girlfriend, Lindsay. So thanks. This name is so fun. Her name is Exhausted and Underpaid. I love it. I love it. I love it. it My new favorite. She just found us. Thank you. PNW Leslie. Like it. She calls us funny bitches. Love it. Just call me Aunt Val. Aaron B. Mack, favorite podcast ever. Thanks, Aaron B. Sandy Diggy, great job. Five star. Faith Love Lipstick, love the name. Mm-hmm. Like listening to my besties talk. Thanks. Twin Mama, S. Ribaldo, Ange Waltz, Vin, lots of numbers after Vin. Thank you. Cass85, new podcast. No, new pretend besties. That's funny. Clinkity clink clink. Jen Sale. Thank you. Brooke. Great podcast. My podcast BFFs is Stina Bean. We talked about her before. We said S Tina, but it's Stina. Stina. Okay. Yeah. So thank you guys for those. And if you haven't rated us yet, please do so. It really helps us out. And Tab reads them all. You read them all too. I'm not reading them anymore. We got a couple bad ones, but <laughs> I'm not going to read them anymore. <laughs> You're not going to read them no, anymore? I'm not read them anymore. Why? If you guys have any constructive criticism. Because I don't think that it's going to change anything. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep doing my best, me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gretchen's New Year's resol- resolution this year is not to read the reviews. Um, I'm sure Tab will still text me at one o'clock in the morning every time a bad thing goes through, though, because <laughs> she can't help her fucking self. You're right. And if you do have constructive criticism, really, we do have an email. We do read them. It's called housewives of true crime at gmail.com. Feel free to give us anything you want to give yeah, us on we there. Respond. We can't respond to the reviews. Yeah, we can't respond to reviews. And that is kind of shitty. And I've gotten some people even Facebook direct message, and I'm happy to respond. I respond to everyone who direct messages me. Yeah, me yeah. too. So have at it. Yeah. Give us a message. We like corresponding with our listeners. Unlike other podcasts, I think we do a pretty good job of, of it. Yeah, I think so. When other people don't. You know, give two shits about replying to anybody. Oh my God. Now we're just shit talking. Bitch. Well, I'm just saying. I know. Listen, 
I'm also a listener. I know. I'm also a listener too. So I know what it's like. Yeah. We've met some of those podcast bitches in person too. Yeah. And they were bitchy. And they were bitchy. <laughs> not naming names. We're not naming names. But listen. It's not very nice. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. I think we're just like everybody else in this world. Yeah. So we like to be nice to everybody. Anyways, okay, we're going on on a rant. Happy New Year's. Clinkly, clink, clink, clink. Give me some more wine. <laughs>